Welcome to the Don't Get Hurt Twice podcast. My name is Jay Chad Parker. I'm a personal injury trial lawyer. Uh, today's episode is about limits of insurance. I mean, there's a lot of issues surrounding the limits that you pay for and have to protect yourself and your family, as well as the person driving in the rest of the cars. You know, there's figures out there that say in Texas, maybe one in seven people are driving with no insurance. Uh, there's some horror stories in the law, and many of the lawyers that practice personal injury trial law will tell you of those stories. And those stories, um, you know, for me, it's a bit of a moral dilemma. That is, when a lawyer says, I've got a great case, that means something very, very bad has happened to a person or a family, okay? Now, how that turns out then becomes an issue of what are the limits available? Now, the worst case scenario is someone's killed one or more people in a family and there's a person has no insurance, okay, that caused it. The other is, uh, you know, someone is hurt or killed and there's not enough limits. Uh, and, and, and truthfully, I've heard this from many years of practice of law. It's like, look, you know, no amount of money is going to bring back my wife, my two kids. And that's true. It's true. But as lawyers, as we seek to get justice, you know, money, compensation, damages is the only thing that we can get. And I think of a client, and this is probably, I'm going to have to say, if this is not the saddest story uh, uh, that relates to loss and limits that I can think of, it is definitely in my top five over the last 30 years. This man, <clears throat> for privacy reasons, obviously, I'm not going to mention his name, but he was a father. Uh, of two and a husband and, uh, his wife and their two girls, uh, had driven to, uh, Kansas where, uh, I think there were some relatives that, that lived up there. Uh, and so she had driven up from, uh, Texas to Kansas. And I think on the return trip, uh, there was a horrible accident. Uh, and tragically and, and, and sadly, both his daughters and his wife were all killed in that one car accident. Um, and it was really pretty much in shock, uh, which, you know, I, I couldn't blame him. And I, and I, you know, I had three kids of my own and a wife that I love and care about. And, and you know, I couldn't even put myself in that position. And it sounds so, you know, cliche to say, man, I feel for you. I know how you feel. Cause no, you know, you don't, I can just tell you, I've been with people that it happened to anyway. The point of the story as we get towards limits and what we're talking about here today is that this guy was driving a truck. Now, it was a box truck, not an 18-wheeler, but uh, he only had 750000 in limits, okay? Um, and, you know, that nowhere near represents the loss that uh, insurance companies pay for losses like this. Now, let me add one more to it. He was under the influence of drugs driving this truck. Um, he'd been hired by a mom and a pop, um, you know, single owner person in Houston. Hey, would you drive these automotive parts up here to Kansas and back? And so, you know, any lawyer worth their salt is going to do their due diligence, which is means I filed lawsuit to try to find out the limits and try to discover if there were other pockets of insurance somewhere else. There weren't. I deposed the owner. We looked everywhere. There was nothing. But the point of that story is the family 
um, didn't have any underinsured motorist coverage. Not that it would matter, but that's a circumstance. Let's say the box, box truck was a Ford pickup and a person was hauling some equipment in the back of the pickup and didn't have insurance. Imagine how tragic that story would end. So bad things can happen to good people. Life's not always fair. We can't control everything, but we can start to control the damage when we start to look at the limits of insurance that we pay for and carry on our own vehicles that cover ourselves and our family. And that's everything from, uh, you know, I've mentioned this before, gap insurance. If you have an expensive car and you finance an awful lot, you might need some gap insurance to cover the gap and how much you get paid and how much your car was worth. Um, you might want to think about having rental insurance in case an insurance company says, we're still investigating this, we're not accepting liability, and we're not going to put you in a rental car. Well, if you have rental coverage, then your own insurance company uh, will put you in a rental. So on the property side, when I say property, what I mean is damage to your car. Okay, There are issues that are unique to damage to your car for you that you care about. And they limits can, that is limits that you carry, can impact that if others don't have enough. And so I ask you to think about that. Why? The point of this podcast, so that you don't get hurt twice. On the property side, um, you know, with the physical damage to your car. Now, on the other side, which it's more important because this, you know, involves life and limb, that is, whether you could work in the future, how long you were off if you were hurt bad enough, uh, what's available for, for, for you to recover, to, to maybe put you back to you where you were, or at least help you bridge a gap till you could recover and get back. I mean, I've had clients that I tried a case one time, and uh, this, this guy was a great guy. His name was Michael. Uh, I won't tell you his last name, but his name was Michael. Salt of the earth. Never bitter, never unhappy. When I picked the jury in that case, you know, I thought about what are the worst things I could say to somebody who was looking at him in still a wheelchair, okay? Now, this was 579 days after the accident. So I thought, it's all true what I'm about to say, but this is what I said. How many of you could imagine not sleeping in your own bed for 579 days? How many of you could um, imagine not taking a shower by yourself without help for 579 days. How many of you um, could imagine not being able to go home to your house but living in a rehab center for 579 days while your wife stays at a hotel down the street? How many of you could imagine um, not even not being able to sleep in the same bed with your wife for 579 days? I said, well, that's what Michael, that's what he's been through and going through. Now, thankfully, uh, there were a lot of limits in that case. But that's an example of how one day an ordinary person is driving to work. And that's what Michael was doing. And guess what? An 18-wheeler uh, decided that they would continue to drive over the speed limit even though it was raining and the roads were wet. And this all, you know, is traffic 101 and you know, rules of the road for 18-wheelers 101. Hey, you got to adjust your speed for the conditions. They suggest 18-wheelers slow down in those conditions. An 18-wheeler, you know, loaded can be up to 80,000 pounds. 
And so you can imagine what happened to Michael in his car when this 18-wheeler jackknifed and, and there was a collision. You know, Mike was lucky to, to live through it. He broke both legs and both arms in the accident, all four, okay? He was trapped in the car for 35 minutes before they could get him out. There was a smell of gasoline around the car. It was and could have been a horrible scenario. But that's how quickly Michael's life changed on the way to work one morning. Now, his insurance didn't matter. Thank goodness. The other had so much. But let's imagine that story and let's substitute an uninsured driver for the 18-wheeler, okay? They're driving too fast, and they're on the cell phone. And Lord knows that's not a stretch to think that could happen. There's a crash, a head-on in your lane of travel. You're stuck just like Michael. You've got one or all limbs broken in some way, shape, or form and or a head injury of some kind. You've got months of rehab ahead of you. Um, now, the person has no insurance or the person has 30000 in minimum coverage under uh, Texas law. What happens to you? That's the question I want you to think about right now as you're listening to this podcast. In order to prevent you from being really hurt twice, because that first injury or insult is when the accident happens. You're hurt, okay? Uh, you're, you're, the die's not cast. Your fate's not set yet on what happens because we don't know what the insurance limits are for the people that caused it. But if they're none and you haven't done anything, we know it's going to be bad. So, again, I've talked about this before. Uh, I've shot commercials that are on my website that talk about this in, in terms of a backup plan. Get yourself a backup plan. You know, it's always good to have one. If they don't have any limits, what do I have to protect me and my family? If I end up like Michael or something short of that, but still serious. Uh, in most circumstances, if it's a minor car accident, it's not going to be a problem. Uh, other than if the other person doesn't have any insurance. But, you know, insurance, in my view, is better thought about like it's my position on health insurance. I mean, you know, it's hard to get health insurance. It's expensive. Not everybody provides it like they used to, but if you're going to have some and you want some for sure, if you can have it, you kind of plan for the catastrophic thing, right? Like what happens if I get cancer or what happens if something really bad happens to me? You know, yeah, I know, you know, $15,000 deductible or something would be tough, but I could probably muster that up with family and friends or a GoFundMe account. If if I could get to the coverage that would, you know, maybe save my life with chemotherapy. Well, I would think about uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage just like that. You know, it might not happen, but boy, if it happens, if it's bad, it's bad. I mean, it, there's no two ways around it. If you get hurt bad, bad, and I mean, and you don't have your own limits, because your hospital bill, think about this, folks, the cost of health care has gotten so high. And the emergency rooms are charging prices that are, uh, let's say they're at the very top end of the range of any range uh, for medical billing. And the legislature has a law passed that says, hey, if you get there in the first 72 hours of an accident, they have a property lien in the property code on you and your lawyer. That is, your lawyer or you or both have to negotiate with them their bill and satisfy it. Otherwise, you individually and your lawyer can be sued. So the legislature has pretty much locked in the emergency room billing 
to kind of be, uh, you know, unchecked, if you will. Now, they'll negotiate um, and do the right thing. Some of them will, you know, and reduce the bill under the circumstances. But my point is, the worse you're hurt, the longer you're going to be in the emergency room and the larger your bill is going to be. And so that means if your hospital bill was $85,000, just as an example, um, well, if you had a UM policy of $100,000, I mean, you hadn't even gotten out of the hospital yet, much less if you couldn't go to work for three months um, and didn't have any other source of, you know, workers' comp if it was a work-related accident or some other disability short-term policy or some other benefit. So you really want to be thinking about that uh, and what might happen to you. And if it does, you know, what's going to be the domino effect? That's, that's how we plan for it and everything. If you, for instance, if you were divorced and you owed child support payments, what's going to happen to you? You're going to get way behind. The court's going to say, hey, why aren't you paying? Even though we know you're hurt. Um, if you've got kids in college, if you've got, you know, maybe you've borrowed too much money. Maybe you're, you know, you're right there on the edge of your living expenses. And I mean, there's no question this car wreck, uh, under these circumstances will put you in bankruptcy. I mean, that's another thing you got to think about. Do you want to end up in bankruptcy because you were in a car accident that was not your fault? That's another thing that if it matters to you and you have something to lose and you have something to protect and you have people that you love that need a certain amount of support, then you've got to keep this um, in the front of your mind instead of the back of your mind, which is why we ask the questions in these podcast episodes. Hey, let's think about what we need to be thinking about. What if? If this happens to me, if me or my wife or Michael, and I say, think about what happened to Michael. True story. Um, I don't think any of us want to be there. And I can tell you, uh, I mean, I don't know how the guy was, was so upbeat and smiling at the trial. And he forgave the guy in the trial. Because, you know, good lawyers, and I try to be one, are somewhat th theatrical, right? I mean, the jury comes to a courthouse to see me as much as they want to know what's happening. They want to see what the lawyers do. They've watched a lot of TV. They're wondering if they've never seen a jury trial. Hey, you know, is this going to be a Perry Mason type deal? Is this going to be, you know, law and order? I mean, is there going to be, you know, somebody spring some evidence out and it'd be real exciting? Most of the time, it's not that way. But a lot of times there are human motions that, you know, can, uh, you know, make the jury liked my client better. And one of my thought was, I said, that driver was in the courtroom. That was the first time Michael had been in the same vicinity in almost two years with the driver that hurt him. And he's sitting over in a wheelchair. He's got one leg big as a tree trunk because they, it was broke to pieces. And they used this, this new technique in Houston where they broke his leg every two months. Um, and, and, and move this metal rod so that bone growth would extend and his leg would keep growing, okay? And this guy was smiling. You know, he almost hurt the case like he wasn't hurt. He was that upbeat. But in the case, I said, hey, I put, when I put Michael on the stand, at one point I said, Michael, I said, uh, you know, after all that's happened to you, I said, you know, how do you, how do you feel about being here in the same room with, you know, 
uh, Dennis Driver over here. And he's like, well, in spite of what it did to me, he goes, you know, I know he probably didn't mean it or he didn't want it to happen or whatever. And, you know, I forgive him. And, you know, I, I think it had an effect on the jury. You know, they settled with us uh, for four times what they had offered me six months earlier to mediation. Okay. Four times larger. Okay. All I had to do as a lawyer is be willing to go through two weeks of trial. Now, granted, that's grueling, but we've talked about lawyers and decisions and outcomes that some lawyers can have on a case. Think about that. Four times less, two weeks of trial, settled before closing argument, four times larger. And I was happy to do it. And you know what? Michael and his wife send me a Christmas card every single December. I mean, ever since that trial, and that trial was in 2015. And so, you know, the, it's more stories and information on the limits, but I think it's the stories and, and, and the bad, bad things that really happen to people that should drive your thoughts of the limits. 30, 50, 100, 250, and a million. Take your choice, okay? Take your choice. Look at it. Call your agent because that's the person that sells the policy. They love to sell policies. They just don't always love to sell these type of backup plans, which is underinsured, uninsured motorist coverage. Because ultimately, if you made a claim and got the entire amount, which a lot of times when you're getting into it, whoops, uh, a lot of times when you're getting into it, um, other people don't have an insurance. And so, yeah, they're evaporating that policy. And I think the, uh, I don't know what the rules are for the agents, but they don't like that when their policies are paid out on. But it's very cheap. And it, what it'll do, it'll give you, uh, you know, more information is always better, right? If you were paying, let's say, um, $50 every six months for uninsured motorist coverage, and, and you only had 30000 in protection, and you learned that you only had to pay $80,000 or $80 every six months, and you'd have 100000 in coverage. I mean, that might cause you to reprioritize where you spent your money depending on, you know, family members, personal circumstances, and what you had to lose. But uh, as a recap, the episode here today was to focus on your limits. As you sit here and ask yourself the question, you got to go through it like this. Hey, what limits do I have? If you don't know, that's where we're starting. You need to go figure out, I mean, uh, go to the glove box of your car and get out your card. And if you can't determine whether you have underinsured, uninsured motorist coverage from that card in the glove box, then you need to call the agent where you got the insurance and say, hey, do I have UM coverage? And you can call it UM. It'll stand for under or uninsured. You know, they'll know what you're talking about. And they'll go, uh, Jim, yeah, it looks like, how much do I have? Um, and they'll tell you. How much does it cost for just that portion, uh, that coverage in the policy? And they'll tell you. Well, could you give me a quote on 50, 100, and 250? Just to see what the numbers are. Okay, it's that simple. It's, the, it's their job to do that. They give you the quote, you look at the numbers, and you decide to change your coverage or you don't. This all leads to you essentially getting a catastrophic health insurance slash uh, wage loss 
policy into place for you and your family. I hope this has been helpful. Um, I, I think I've given you enough information to determine how important it is uh, with some real-world stories where things worked out for people in one circumstance and really didn't in others, uh, and you could place yourself uh, in their shoes in this world at any point in time the way things are today. Um, but with that being said, uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening, and don't get hurt twice.